Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoor. Outdoors with an S. Anyway, he's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy Neubauer. Ryan Horvath, Horvath is our producer. He's going to walk out of the room for a little bit because uh, don't call us right now if you were going to because our headsets aren't working. So don't call. We couldn't hear you anyway. Don't call us, guy. Yeah, yeah we'll don't call, call you. Yeah, don't call us yet. I'll give you the phone numbers later once the headsets are working. Anyway, 799-1250 is the phone number. Like I said, just don't call right now. And we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. We uh, fly by the seat of our pants. We are the crazy train. I think maybe that's why they call us that, Danny. What do you think? Uh, what I think is <laughs> this show is way too early in the morning. Oh, goodness it's me. It's getting harder and harder for me to get up. You know, I got my body's on a set regulatory clock, right? Mm -hmm. And this Saturday show moves everything up an hour. Yeah. It's hard to move everything up an hour, yeah. if you know what I mean, drinking your coffee yeah. and timing... Uh, I don't everything you know, before yeah. you can leave the house. I don't mind so much because I'm usually up around five thirty every day anyway. Even on Saturday and Sunday, I mean, I'm up early, uh, just just the way I am now. And uh, but I go to bed early too. Then, but yeah, Saturday got to get up a little bit earlier, you know. But hey, we got a we got an email now. Now, Danny, I already answered this person's email. I, I sent uh, this lady Elizabeth uh, an answer to hey. her email question. But we can talk about it on, on the air here. It said, are walleye and northern and pike three different kinds of fish? The names appear in a chapter about fishing Beaver Dam Lake in a forthcoming book. I'd like to the text to be accurate. And I told uh, Beth, she's a regular listener, it says. Gotcha. I told her, I said, well, northern and pike actually are used in conjunction with each other. It's northern pike. And they are in the genus family with muskie and uh, pickerel. And walleyes are a separate fish, 
and they're in the same genus family as sauger and perch. Although, Danny, have you ever gone to, uh, you know, you're at your local, I don't know, Century, Pick and Save, whoever, Piggly Wiggly, and in the meat market, you know, in the meat counter, they got, you know, fish. And it'll have one that says walleye pike. Mm-hmm. Or you go to a restaurant, and on the menu, they've got one that says walleye pike. Now, my wife thinks I'm being a jerk, but I'll ask the butcher or I'll ask the waitress. I said, what kind of fish is this? I said, because walleye and pike are two different fish. What kind is this? Well, it's a walleye pike. Yeah, but it can't be. There is no such thing. It's got to be one or the other, you know. And uh, one butcher said to me, well, that's what the DNR says to call it. And I said, I don't think the DNR, no, I said, I think the DNR knows the difference between the two fish. I don't think they would tell you to call it that. Now, they might call it that, and they might call walleyes walleye pike in Canada. So do you not order it or buy it because you don't know what it is? Well, no, I I go catch, I catch fish, so to eat. Oh, so you never never buy fish to eat? No, you've never bought Except for ocean fish, you know, like. Cod, because we're not on the like ocean. That. Yeah, right. Because we're not on the ocean, right? So you know, cod, haddock, things like that. I'll buy. But you know, it's just kind of funny, you know, that so many places will use that term walleye pike, and they're sep- totally different. And the way they the way they uh, uh, separate the genuses of them is by their skeletal structure. That's how they separate them. So. As far as asking the poor waitress well, I would... or the poor butcher, I'm with your wife on this <laughs> one, Tom. i a jerk? Yeah. I thought I was being helpful. You're... No, Letting you're not being helpful. You're just that showing what them they're doing is, that is you're not smarter than they correct. are. No, I'm just letting them know that there is no such thing like that. You should just call it a walleye. Speaking of walleye no, fillets. No such thing. I was once again waking up. <laughs> in, at night, my routine is I get up. Get a drink of water, and after midnight, I turn on Coast to Coast and listen mm. to Fall Asleep with stories of Bigfoots yeah. and extraterrestrials and okay, and conspiracies. And uh, name Linda Godfrey. She wrote a book, Monsters Amongst Us. I think we got to get a hold of her, Tom. Oh no, uh, she's big working in Wisconsin and yeah. studying the Beast of Bray Road. What's and, the Beast of Bray? Okay, Road? so I read. Uh, I, I've read about it. Somewhat in the past, in a book, um, it's um, it was near down Bray Road, I believe, is down towards uh, south towards uh, what what uh, what what city is it? Well, just south of Madison. Okay, down down in that area, Janesville area. Yeah, yeah, that's where okay. it was. I think it's down near Janesville, and there were some teenagers partying down by a river. It was on one of those TV shows one time, and they saw some. Uh, some kind of uh, with a werewolf type creature. It okay. looks, uh, and they call it Dogman because it walks upright. It's got the head of a dog, but it's you know, so it's kind of like a werewolf type thing. Okay. And this book talks about other sightings. In fact, there was a Native American guy that they interviewed on TV who claims he was driving through Wisconsin and he saw this one day during broad daylight. It was staring over a fence line at him, mm-hmm. and he stopped and in. They had a stare down for a while, and now this guy has like like dozens of pictures of it all over his house, where he just really? was obsessed, and he just he's an artist, and he just okay. create this. So anyway, but no actual photos, no actual oh, photos. Okay. So anyway, 
Um, this Linda Godfrey's been here studying it, and there's been a lot more sightings. In fact, she's staking out. They've been staking out a farm, uh, and they actually put some deer carcasses and trail cameras and stuff. Mm. All kinds of strange kind of things going on. In fact, if you've ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch down in Utah, that there's been books and there's been people that were down there studying it for years about the strange phenomena of seeing combination of, of uh, UFOs, glowing orbs in the sky, um, uh, creatures that turned into like wolves and Bigfoot, all kinds of weird stuff that would come and then just disappear kind of like in thin air. So but there's no, it's kind of like Bigfoot. Everybody talks about it, but nobody has any photos so the about la- it. <laughs> the last, the last uh, sighting was like five years ago. Yeah. This gal says there was a middle-aged couple. One had wife worked at a bank and the guy was retired and they called it, These people, of course, don't want to report it because everyone's going to think they're nuts, mm-hmm. but they saw one uh, run, run across the road. So I think run I'm, or walk? I mean, run, run up, upright. 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 It, it's upright, but it's kind of hunched over. Yeah, okay. It's kind of hunched kinda like over. Kind of like a werewolf. Yeah. Kind of like a werewolf. Yeah. And they said the thing moves incredibly fast and goes. So you hear all these stories, man, and it's kind of crazy, but it's right here in Wisconsin. So I, I think I'm going to call her up. Maybe I can go on a stakeout. <laughs> they, they actually did do a stakeout <laughs> sitting, watching That's this farmer's funny. field. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to go check it out and see if I can find myself a, a dog man. The other thing they talked about was something called a cabot. Have you ever heard of a cabot? No. It's supposed to be a cross between a cat and a rabbit. I've never seen that. And they claim, while I'm listening, listening to the show, some caller called up and claimed that they actually did have, have one as a pet. It was a cross between a, a cat no and a photos. rabbit. no photos. Well, I, I don't know. I'm sure maybe if you went online, you can find some photos. So yeah. yeah, but then you don't know, are they Photoshopped or what, you know? I mean, yeah, nowadays I'm, I'm always a little skeptical, you know. Well, the same thing with the old Bigfoot thing, you know. Yeah. How many years? All we have is the grainy photo. Yeah, exactly. That grainy footage from, yep. like, when I was a kid yep. of that one in California. Yeah, There's a, there, there was another one out recently, too. I, well, maybe it isn't so recent, but... There was another one, and and it's just like a, a blur in the woods that it could be the moss hanging off a tree. It could be Bigfoot. I don't know. Hey, you I know? got a brilliant money-making scheme. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's you know how what we everybody, need. That's what we need. You know how I was complaining last week about everybody who like they like to take too many selfies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why not, if you get a dress up like a Bigfoot and then charge people five bucks a photo for them to take a selfie with Bigfoot? Like in the woods or something. Like in the woods or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Or you could even, if you wanted to do something funny, this I would go along with. Like I said, they got like these plaques and these scenic views where people can take a picture of mm-hmm. themselves in front of the yeah. the sign at McChickeny State yeah. Forest. Like, yeah. Instead of do that, do a big Bigfoot kind of a cutout where you can go next to the Bigfoot <laughs> and do a selfie of you and the Bigfoot. Everybody yeah. would be doing it. That would I, I be think kind a of lot funny. of people would, except for maybe you and me, but... Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we, well, I don't. I think we be, just want to collect the money. It'd be kind of hard to do a selfie with my flip phone. Uh, yeah. Well, 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 well. Mine takes pictures, but I don't. Yeah, mine I don't, takes pictures, I don't, but I don't, I don't but, use it. But but you got to turn it. 
You know oh, what yeah, I mean? You can't see what you're taking a picture of, whereas right. on these you other know, phones, you I can I think those other phones, you can kind of line can it see up it. and yeah. you can see your... Uh, you can see what you're taking a you picture can, of. You can see your ugly mug when yeah. you take a picture. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, we couldn't do that with ours. No. Maybe it's time we I like upgrade. It that, no, I like maybe, it that way. We, maybe someone out there will start a, a GoFundMe page. <laughs> For the CEO guys. <laughs> to get Dan and Tom. But then you're going to have to also fund... And pay somebody to train us on how to use all the buttons. Uh, maybe you can hire a, oh, I don't know, maybe a 10-year-old kid can, who's can, temporarily can unemployed John, can show John, us how to do it. John, our former fearless leader, he didn't have a did he have he didn't have a smartphone, did he? No, he had a no, flip phone. He had a flip phone. Can you imagine him with a smartphone? He'd be pressing those buttons, going like he that thing would blow up right in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> He'd hit a whole bunch of numbers, and all of a sudden, Vladimir Putin would pick up. God yeah. knows where yeah. he could end up. Yeah. God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, you would call never some nine hundred number, and he'd be he'd get a bill, phone bill for a thousand dollars. Hey, guess what's working? Huh? Guess what's working? I think our I th- watch that feedback oh, there, yeah. buddy. Wait a minute. Let me check this out. Hey, it's working, Danny. What's working? Fantastic. Hey, did you get the little blue pill? (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, my friend. (laughs) All right. We got to go to a break. We'll be right back with more with Danny and Tom and Ryan, who's fixing stuff here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This week on the Youth Sports Show, we're talking youth baseball. Schizo on the highway. <laughs> Schizo. Put him under pressure. Yeah. For all the Harley riders I, out there. I had a crazy guy who lived next door to me in college, and one time we used to try and break the doors down, and, and guys would throw mattresses, and 20 guys would pile on top of some unsuspecting student. We were trying to bust his door down with a bunch of guys, and he 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 was kind of like schizophrenic. I guess he'd got kicked out of the Air Force. He'd get what he called his crazy check each week or each month, and he he soaked. He he went so crazy. He he was gonna light the door on fire. Oh really? He's gonna light the door on fire. Yeah. So uh, oh, then I came up with the song "Schizo on the Highway." Put him <laughs> under pressure. Light your door on fire. <laughs> yeah. He soaked uh, lighter oh, fluid wow. on strips of paper and had it underneath the door and was ready to light the whole thing up. Is he we, in prison now? I don't know whatever happened. I think he's a minister somewhere. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. We, oh, we got an anon, anonymous caller, Danny. Anonymous. Yeah. Good morning, anonymous. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, hey I've got a, a very true kind of a creepy fishing story. All right. Um, first thing you got to understand is I'm an extremely avid fisherman. Okay. I, mean, I probably have more rods and reels and tackle than most of the local bait shops. So. Okay. I used to uh, back in the late '80s. I used to fish Rock Lake. Out in Lake okay. Yeah. And uh, we used to go night fishing with my buddies, and then we'd catch a lot of walleyes. Well, one day I had a, a, a day off from work, and I decided, well, I'm going to pack up the boat and go by myself. You know, I got out to that lake, and I was fishing, and I got so creeped out to the point where it's like, you know, your sixth sense was tingling. It's like I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was really wrong. The hair was standing up on your arms. At that point, yeah. It was the weirdest thing in the world. And, and it just, I literally got so creeped out, I packed up my stuff and I left. Well, what happened? Well, the funny thing is, is the next day I was telling the guys at work about it, and one of the girls came up to me and says, well, you know, they have like these 
mysterious pyramids and burial sites on that lake, don't you? And she actually brought in a couple books that they printed about Rock Lake and all the mysterious stuff in there. And I was like, man, that makes sense because, that, I mean, for me to leave a lake fishing is, like, unheard of. Yeah. That's how creeped out that whatever was in that lake that night, I wanted nothing to do with it. So you you mean these burial sites are uh, under the water? Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I, it, it was flooded back in the day. I believe there were some some Indian burial sites. Um, there was some pyramids down there. Uh, they sent divers down. They had a hard time identifying a lot of things down there. I, I just remember there was like two or three books printed about it. Really? Like I think it's called the Rock Lake Pyramids or something like that. But it's it's kind of a, it's just a creepy story. My wow. friends still chuckle about it. Like that is so Rock Lake. That's where's that that located? It's out by Madison, out by Lake Mills. Okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, this is freaking me out because last night, out by Pewaukee Lake, some gal who paddleboards, she sat and chat started talking with me about fishing. She goes, "Oh, I got a place on. Uh, we got a place on Rock Lake by Lake Mills." Mm-hmm. And oh, I was going to ask you today, Tom, about what kind of fish are in there. Yeah. And now I get first thing we got a call about some creepy stuff on Rock Lake. Oh, I'm freaking out now. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa! How did how did oh, that happen? Wow! I don't know, but that like That's I said weird. is like part of. I remember my girlfriend at the times like, "Well, what's wrong with you? You're home." And I was like, "You ain't gonna believe this one." Yeah. So you just had this feeling, right? Yeah. It, just you like know, something you was not right. You, get, you know, like a sixth sense yeah. about certain things. Yeah. And, and that particular night, it just. Whatever it was, it was like a feeling of dread and just, I, I just, I knew I didn't want to be there to the point where I yeah. just like, you know what? I got to get the hell out of here. You were I mean, out that's, in the boat then or on shore? No, I was in the boat. In the yeah, boat. All by yeah. myself. You like might I said, have been. I fished that like many times with my friends, never had an issue or a problem, but it's you, just that one particular night have, by myself. Have you, you been back there since fishing no. at night? <laughs> no, no. Are you kidding me? Going back there? Did you, did you sprint? Like, out of the area? Because sometimes when I get a little scared and nobody's around, I just run. Like, just no, dead I will sprint. admit to, uh, you know, occasionally looking over my shoulder in the dark parking lot. Because <laughs> I was the only one there. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. When you closed the door, wow. you locked it immediately <laughs> when you before you started the car, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. God. Well, thanks for calling. Hey, anonymous. we're glad right. you lived through it. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Take thanks. care. Bye now. You know, I guess, I think... I guess I'm the opposite. When when like when I hear something creepy, or if I feel something creepy, I go towards it. You know, like just like like last month, I heard I was uh, where the heck I was in the garage. I went out to the garage and I heard something in the alley by the garbage cans. Right, raccoon. Now <laughs> instead of you know running away, I. Grabbed the baseball bat <laughs> and I walked out, opened up the back gate to see what the heck it was. You know, it was my son taking out the garbage and I almost whacked him one in the head. But then, well, just this morning, I get out my side door of the house and I could have swore I heard a voice, you know, like somebody whispering or something mm-hmm. on the other side of the garage, like on my neighbor's side over in his yard. So I walked over to my neighbor's door to see if there was anybody like trying to break in or something. I walked right at it, you know. I mean, I is that am I weird? Well, <laughs> do I have a death wish? The <laughs> whole I mean, the I, whole weird thing could just be a whole general topic conversation. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I mean, suppose. you're getting kind of broad, but specifically yeah. with yeah. this, uh, I don't, I don't know. 
Ryan's saying uh, he doesn't go. He See, I used to be that way, too. If you would see somebody in your yard, I'd run out there with a baseball bat. But or with, whatever. with things like supernatural things, like that kind of story, or when my TV just magically yeah. turned on in the yeah. middle of the night, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. My uh, my cousin, great big guy, 230-pound, 600-pound squatter, not afraid of anything back in the day. He got into trout fishing up in these streams in northern Minnesota, and he'd go way back in to find beaver ponds and stuff. And one time the trail went by this old graveyard. Yeah. And he's up way in the Minnesota North Woods. I don't know if it's an Indian graveyard or what. But he said during the day he always got kind of creeped out going by it. Well, now he's coming back in the pitch of night, right? Yeah. And it's a full moon kind of a night. And he's kind of dreading to, he's going to have to go past that graveyard. So then it starts raining. And as it's raining, he's walking to right by it. And he's telling himself, Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Be cool. Be cool. And just then, a huge bolt of lightning and and thunder just exploded and just lit up the whole grate, and he just lost it. He said he just, because he was right by the graveyard, and he took off running in his waders (laughs) and all his fly fishing gear, running for about a quarter mile as fast as he could. He said he dove into his car, wound up the windows, and locked the doors, and sat and caught his breath for a couple of minutes. It just it totally freaked him out. Wow. Hey, we got an email from Jack. Jack says, what radio station is that Danny talks about once in a while about people telling goofy stories and nutty conspiracy theories? Thanks, and have a great weekend. It's on WISN. It's, it's, it's that Coast to Coast. It's called Coast to Coast. It's on w, That's 1130 on the AM dial. Starts at midnight. Yeah, runs it, all night till 5. Yeah, till or no, till 6. 6 today, but weekdays yeah. 5. Weekdays, weekdays 5. Weekdays 5, then you get the new. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so there you go. So, Is there a host of that show? George, yeah. uh, what's I his name? His it, used to, it used to be Art Bell, but he, yeah, died, he died out in the desert. And then now I it's think a he got George, picked up by aliens. It's a George uh, something or other. <laughs> and, uh, and then he has people that fill in. Yeah, so it, it's yeah. some of the stories are so off the wall, goofy. Like as I was driving in today, one guy's they're calling asking this lady who investigated the Beast of Bray Road stuff. She investigates all crazy stories. She says she gets like seven stories a week from everybody. Mm-hmm. So this one guy calls, and then they take callers. Guy calls in, and he says, well, I watch the sky mostly. He says, one time I saw a flying snake with wings. He says, I saw it through my binoculars. Then he says, uh, I saw a floating jellyfish in the sky. So (laughs) I forget what the third one was. And he goes, but I've Googled, and I can't find any image of any of these things. And sometimes I think I'm going crazy, and I thought to myself, (laughs) dude, you, you're already there, yeah, man. You're not going. You're I mean, there. it's one thing to see a werewolf run across yeah. the road in front of you, but if you start seeing floating jellyfish yeah. in the sky, your train has, yeah, has come into snake. the station. Yeah, yeah. Train has left us. Whatever. A, a snake with wings. That sounds like a dragon. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, maybe. Like and that the lady didn't even say that. She said, "Hmm, I haven't had any any reports about well, that." Oh, she took it real seriously, you right? Cer- yeah. Oh, yeah. She ta- <laughs> they they take them serious. Even and, and some some of the people really sound credible, mm-hmm. and then others are complete off the wall nutcases, and you can tell it. But they generally they humor them. They don't go. Yeah, right. They don't go. You're a nut. <laughs> yeah. they, you know, they go. Hmm. Wow, that's really. Oh, wow, oh, you've man. had quite the experience yeah. there, haven't you? Oh God. Just think if they legalize marijuana, Tom. There's going to be twice as many Bigfoot sightings. There's going to be, I mean, if they legalize that nationwide, I'm telling you, there's going to be more alien Bigfoot dogman oh. sightings. It's going to be nuts. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're right. There probably will be. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, would boy. I would like to see a, a, a sighting of something. I never see nothing. I sat out in my backyard and covered my head with aluminum foil and stared at this guy <laughs> with binoculars for weeks. I didn't see a goddamn thing. Actually, I will take that back. One time in high school, I looked up in the sky. And, uh, and this was a memory that just came back to me this year. I hadn't thought of this for years, but I heard a similar story, and it sparked a memory. One time in my backyard in Green Bay, I, I did look up. In middle of a clear day, there was a like a triangle-shaped object that was metallic or like aluminum foil-like. It was bright, and it stayed in one spot way up in the sky, and I kept staring at it thinking, not a cloud, not a plane, not a anything. And, and I watched it for about, I don't know, half an hour. It just, then it just disappeared. It was the weirdest thing. And I later just, well, after, shortly thereafter, it was weird. A, a military plane went flying over. And I never seen military planes flying over mm-hmm. where I lived in Green Bay. But then uh, I remember telling my buddies about it the next day. But then I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I saw. And I'm not one to really look up in the sky, honestly, and try and look for stuff. You know, when I was younger, I, I knew what the speed of our satellites were going because they tell you a satellite speed when it goes around the Earth, you know. And if you look up in the sky at night, you, you'll see something going by, a light, you know. Okay. And then you can kind of calculate when it'll come back. And if you go back out there, within, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour, all of a sudden you'll see it going by again. It's one of the satellites. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, never, you can see I never knew that. If you, if you look in the side, sky long enough, you will see a satellite. It'll be like a... Are you saying they can circle the Earth in 15 minutes? No, 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 no. I'm saying when you go back to, I forget how long it was later, a couple okay. hours later okay. or whatever. I don't know. What within a, a window of like 15 minutes oh, okay. to a half an hour. At, within that window, yeah, you, you can, can kind see of it. figure it out. And 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 it's just a, 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 a... It looks like a star just moving along at a steady pace. And a lot of people think those are like flying objects. No, those are satellites, you know. And they'll come back. <laughs> you, you'll see them again, you know, in, at night, you know, several times. You know, you'll see them because uh, they're going something like, oh, God, what was it, 17,000 miles an hour or 7,000 miles? It's some outrageous speed right. that they're going around the earth. And, and believe, you know, we A little have, faster than a Harley. Yeah. We, we in America and China and Europe and all these countries, there are so many damn satellites up there. I'm surprised they aren't running into each other. And not only that, but, you know, when these satellites die, they keep going around in circles, you know, when they're not in use anymore. Is, is, they're still buzzing around. That's what they around. call the uh, space junk, right? Yeah, all the space junk up there. You're surpri- I'm surprised it isn't running into well, each other. Well, don't they say that eventually they might come down? Well, I guess if they hit the Earth's atmosphere, they pretty much burn up yeah, on right. reentry. Most of it does. Some so we don't have pieces, to worry about yeah. being walking along at Summerfest and boom, yeah. hit by a satellite. That yeah, yeah. Let's hope not. That'd but be a way but to they go. do. Parts of them do come down. But anyway, we got to go to a break, Danny. Coming up next is the gut report, and then after the six forty-five break, we have the Hornswoggle brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Stay tuned for that and a whole lot more. We'll be right back. Curly's water. Got- I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. 
where by the way where they sell Laduca wines. I like liquor. I got one yesterday. Anyway, they got Boone's uh, Farm. I don't know if they make that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that you know we get food. You know, we we have uh, uh, multicultural foods in this country. Foods from all over the world, all different things. And one of the things that a lot of people really like is Mexican food. And also, a lot of people like eating salmon right out of our own Lake Michigan. But, you know, if you want to make something interesting, okay, how about Mexican salmon? Now, you might, now, Ryan, what is that uh, to go to re listen to the show that's uh, on demand? It's 1057fmthefan.com. Yep, you just go to the on-demand section, scroll down, and you'll see the Cutting Edge Outdoors page. Click right, right. there, and I got the podcast, uh, hour one, hour two, each Saturday. Right. So if you want to, if you miss this, you can go right to that. Okay. You take uh, four to six ounces of jalapeno jelly. Ooh. Add a chopped jalapeno if you'd like a little more spice. Two cloves of minced garlic. Two chopped scallions. A half a cup of chopped cilantro, lime zest, and two tablespoons of butter. Heat all those ingredients together and then, you know, brush it over your salmon as you're either broiling it or on the grill or whatever. Yeah, brush it two, three times, whatever, and you will have your Mexican salmon. You know, so it's just another one of those salmon recipes, Danny. You know, I suppose you could do it with the trout, too, with the brown trout. Yeah, you, know, you could do it with any of those. I wonder fish, if you so. could make a kind of Asian salmon. And well, I'll tell you what, I'll look one of those up and bring that in. All right, hey, now I'm <laughs> a happy Asian, guy. An Asian salmon. Anyway, the gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee, and Barstow in Maine in Waukesha for weekly specials and your Laduca wine. Go to discountliquorinc.com. Uh, Come here, I'm gonna eat you! I'm bigger than you, I'm higher in the food chain! Get in my belly! So, now, let's let's get on to fishing and hunting. On to fishing. And, and all that kind of good stuff that's going on right now. My son Nick went up by his uh, father-in-law's land up in Price County. Uh, they wanted to do the early goose and the dove. They're Open gonna good starts today. Yeah, and so Man, they right uh, now they're up are shooting yeah, geese. They're up there right now. He left yesterday afternoon, but anyway, uh, they they were gonna do fishing and hunting, and they got the the nine year old up with them. His brother in law's son, I think he's nine or ten. They're gonna introduce him to the great outdoors of hunting, you know, and stuff like that. So he's never done that before. How he, old is he? He's nine or ten. Nine or ten. And he's going to try and shoot a goose? Well, I don't know if they're going to have him shoot the shotgun or not, but maybe the twenty-two. They're going to do some target shooting at, with the twenty-two. Yeah. Because they got an area with a berm that they can shoot against and that. So he'll. this might be his first time shooting the twenty-two. you know. So that's. But, what did you learn to shoot first, Tom? What, what's the first when you were taught? Did your dad take you out and teach you how to shoot? No. Actually, really? it was my brother's. Really? And I think it was... Uh, Matter of the earliest recollection I have is uh, getting my shoulder torn off with an old Winchester single shot crack open 12 gauge shotgun. (laughs) I had one of those. It was in Ithaca. Yeah. It's it. 
It recoiled like a son of a gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But, but you know, I'll tell you what, though. When I was uh, later on as a teenager where I could go out hunting, you know, I used that gun, and it taught me that one sh- you only got one shot, so you better make it count. So when I would be pheasant hunting, it's like the bird would come up, fly away. I would take aim. I, I, I didn't mind if it went out a little further right. because – it was a full, it was like a 32 inch barrel, full choke, you know. So I wanted to get the spread a little bit bigger. So I would wait. I'd really take aim on it because I only got one shot, you know. Right. And I think I, I got pretty decent at it, you know. I mean, not great, but I got decent right. at it. Uh, and then later on in life, I'd go hunting with uh, friends, and it's like as soon as the bird pops up, they're boom, right away, you know. I mean, and I am the type of guy that wants to wait a little bit. Well, Even though I got three shots there, I, I got to wait a little for bit. You. I, I can't. <laughs> if he's listening, you can't go pheasant hunting with Al Shook then. Because he's like that. Boom, right yeah. away. They yeah. come up, boom. If, you, if you're hesitating or you're just taking, oh, okay, they're nice, careful, yeah. boom. <laughs> he's yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't mess around. So, uh, But I had a, my dad got me shotgun well for years i had a 22 and i'd go back in the field i remember one time with a 22 i had like four roosters come up in front of me one right after another and i was like oh my god i wish i had a shotgun so pop got me a shotgun but he must have been trying to make us good shots because he got my brother a bolt action 20 gauge stevens Mm -hmm. which isn't the fastest firearm or weapon in the world um and uh i got a Bolt break action, big long barrel, three inch magnum chamber, oh which was goodness. which was at the time th- there wasn't three and a half inch magnum at didn't exist, and it was a big old Ithaca, mm-hmm. and it was so big and heavy. The first thing I ever shot with it was a great big giant fox squirrel mm-hmm. that I blasted off a tree tree branch mm-hmm. when I was walking through some woods near Wapaka, um, but the thing had a hammer, Tom. That was really hard to pull back. Yeah. I mean, it was really stiff to pull it back. You couldn't just real quick flip like flipping a safety. So I shot a lot of rabbits with it, but it was was comical because the rabbit would go up off my feet. I'd have to, first of all, try and and pull that hammer back. Click. Then I'd have to hoist it up to my shoulder. <laughs> and then by the time I'd go to swing and shoot the rabbit, the goddamn thing was 50 yards away and disappearing. <laughs> yeah. So I'd take one swing, and I can't tell you how many I shot, where the rabbit had disappeared. Mm-hmm. And I was swinging to catch up to it, right. and I just continued my swing, guesstimated, and shot. Yeah. And I'd go look in the brush, and there it'd be. And there'd be a... But yeah. a rabbit only takes, like, one pellet. Oh, I think yeah. hit them yeah. in the foot, and they go into, you know, <laughs> Cardiac arrest. They do. Yeah. yeah, they freak. Well, the weird... The, 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 Not a squirrel, The though. gun that I owned many years ago with the biggest kick, it was a Mercury made in Spain, double-barreled, 10-gauge, 3.5-inch Magnum. That baby would knock you down. And uh, it was uh, it was a good goose hunting gun, but you didn't want to carry it around for pheasant. It was way too heavy. So it was a gun that you put on your lap and sit there a while, you know. Yeah, that it's was... also one you don't want to target practice no, with and no, pattern. No, you yeah, don't... let's pattern it on no, a goose. Because no. when there's when there's a goose or whatever, any kind of game, everybody knows that you don't then the noise and the recoil and the mm. blast really don't bother you yeah yeah. you know because you got the adrenaline right, shooting right but then if you go to shoot it at the range uh yeah it's like oh, that ain't 
That ain't, I no. shot I shot a deer with my dad's slug shotgun one time running through a marsh. I was up in a tree, and the deer's bounding through the, probably one of the best shots ever made. And I, I started blazing, emptied the gun at it, and I uh, couldn't believe I got it on the last shot. But I didn't notice the recoil at all, right? Mm-hmm. The next year, I take it out. Dad says, go sight that shotgun in. So I put a target on a post and stood back 50 yards, and I shot twice and i'm like god dang this thing kicks i don't want to shoot this again you know it was off by a little bit i went back to daddy says is it shooting right hell yeah it's fine good yeah yeah, i'm thinking close enough (laughs) i'm not gonna shoot that thing no more all right folks you know what time it is it's time for the horn schwaggle that's right it's sponsored by baitmate fish attractants and coleman insect repellents danny's gonna give you three statements you're gonna say if it's a horn schwaggle or no horn schwaggle and if you get two out of three correct, you are going to win a really nice prize package. So be the first, uh, not the first caller. Uh, what are you going to take, Ryan? Like the third caller? 15th. What? No, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. Uh, I you can't g- even count to 15. You're right. Wait, yeah. Tom, give him your abacus. <laughs> I usually take caller number four. Okay, caller number four at 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Win a really nice prize package. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Honor Flight 2018, presented by Great Midwest Bank and Marshfield Clinic Health System. Special thanks for participating sponsor support from Acura Brookfield and Boilermakers Local 107. The Beer Depot in Pewaukee sells more than just beer. A good selection of wines and liquors will greet you, but your nose will smell the outstanding smoked ribs, pulled pork, and many other delights. Customers love Randy's smoked meats. You should really try some. For more information, just Google The Beer Depot or call 262-696-4602. Seriously, try the ribs at The Beer Depot. Mini Mites by Cubby Tackle are the best bait to use for panfish since sliced bread. Well, not that sliced bread was any good to begin with anyway. Hi, I'm Tom Neubauer, and I've been using Mini Mites for years and have caught lots of bluegills, crappies, and perch on them. Mini Mites come in many colors, and I have my favorites, and after you start using them, you'll have your favorites too. When it comes to plastics for panfish, Mini Mites are all you'll need. Look for Mini Mites at your local fishing tackle retailer. 
Price, selection, and service are the reasons you should go to Discount Liquor for all your adult beverages. Discount Liquor is located at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and at Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. Hard-to-find items are not so hard to find at Discount Liquor. Let the courteous staff help you find the right wine, beer, or liquor from the huge selection. Go to DiscountLiquorInc.com for weekly specials and more information. That's DiscountLiquorInc.com. Are you looking for a boat sales and service shop you can trust and depend on? Let the Boat Dock earn your business with their honesty, integrity, and attention to detail. They're proudly an authorized Triton Boats and Mercury Marine dealer. The Boat Dock has earned the prestigious Mercury Customer Service Award 10 years in a row, and they're one of Triton Boats' largest and most respected dealers. Josh Wisner, owner of the Boat Dock, is a Mercury Master Certified Technician and works alongside his talented team of technicians each day. Conveniently located 45 minutes north of Milwaukee, off Highway 41, exit 87 in Lamira, the Boat Dock is your authorized Triton Boat dealer. Your garage door is something you use several times a day. Torsion springs, lift cables, and door openers can and do break down. When you need someone to repair or replace them in a Jiffy, there's only one person I call. That's JJ at Jiffy Overhead Doors. You know me. I'm always looking for the best price and service, and that's what Jiffy Overhead Doors provide. I've had JJ install a new opener and my new garage door, and I couldn't be more satisfied. Check them out at JiffyDoor.com. Drive safely, Wisconsin. Highway workers are out on the road. They do it to better serve you. And just like you, they want to get home safely at the end of a hard day's work. When driving, all of us have a chance to set the right example. Be patient. Put down the phone. Never text and drive. Slow down and move over if possible to give workers a little extra room. Work zone safety. It's everyone's responsibility. Sponsored by the Wisconsin DOT. If you've ever thought about a career in union construction, now is a great time to consider your options. 2018 is a huge year for the construction industry. WRTP Big Step offers programs and classes to help you explore and prepare for your career in the union construction industry. In partnership with union contractors and building trades on local projects such as the Northwest Mutual Tower, WRTP Big Step is working to recruit and build a skilled, qualified, and diverse workforce. Call 414-342-9787 today. Do you love me, or is it just my money because I'm a wealthy, single, straight, white landowner from Douglas County? <laughs> Welcome back to Midwestern Shooter Supply, Cutting Edge Outdoors, and we got John on the line to do the hornswoggle. Yeah. Yep, here he comes. Here we yeah. go. Hey, Hit good morning. Button. Good morning, John. Good morning, fellas. Hey, John. Uh, so you know how the hornswoggle works. I guess you're a past contestant. So here we go. Now, being as uh, we're talking shooting now, hunting, uh, early goose starts today, dove, I guess, some other stuff. Um, I've got hunting on the brain. So let's talk uh, uh, ammo for deer hunting, ammo for deer hunting. So here we go. A 50-grain soft point bullet is ideal. 50-grain soft point bullet is ideal for deer hunting. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. I'm going to say a hornswoggle. That is a hornswoggle. 50 Very grain. Good. That's I mean, a small. 22 is 22 is 40 grain. You might have some guys will 
try and use the 65 grain with a 223, but generally most rounds are 150 grains right mm-hmm. around there. Okay, good one. Uh, Remington. Remington, for many years, has made the world-famous Remington silver tip bullet. Remington silver tip. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? I'm going to say Hornswoggle. It's a Hornswoggle. It's Winchester, Winchester. silver tip. That's Remington makes the Corlock. There yeah, we go. Right. Well, Wait, did you get that one right? You got it right. Okay. Yeah, where's... Going to do another one because you didn't do it for the first one. There okay. we go. <laughs> no, I did it for the first one. Did you? Yeah. Well, now you got three. Wow. <laughs> You're lucky. Well, we gave you the third ring before you even get it, John. So here you go. Three for three. Right. Remington, Winchester, and Federal... All three of them make both ammo and firearms. Hornswoggle, no hornswoggle. I would say no hornswoggle. No, that's a hornswoggle. Federal. Their mm, ammo is their only business. Only, that yeah. used to be their big ad. Right. Ammo is their only oh. business. But yeah. you, but you win anyway. You're still a winner. Uh, what, uh, what kind of flavor bait mate would you like? What are my options? Uh, you got game fish, which is general, kind of like a garlic and salt, which is kind of overall good. And then I think they've got walleye, bass, panfish. Um, I'll get a panfish. Panfish. Okay, there we go. We'll get it into panfish. And do you want uh, repellent, the DEET or DEETless? I'll take the DEET. DEET. Do you want uh, 25, 40, 100%? What percent DEET would you like? 40% will be good. 40%. Yeah, I think that's plenty good. That 100% is wicked stuff. Okay. So anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Ryan didn't mess up your address here. And we can uh, <laughs> have a few problems here lately, John. So, but anyway, All right. Well, I'll be waiting for the package, I guess. Then. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Hey, yep, bye take now. care. Oh, yep. that was good. We that seg- got a nice winner. Segways me into my next topic here, Tom. Yeah. Here's the thing. Deer, uh, when you grew up hunting, uh, for deer hunting, mm-hmm. there was three, <laughs> you go to the store, there was typically three choices in ammo. You could get Winchester. And Winchester had either their, I believe it was the PowerPoint and silver tip. Mm-hmm. You had the Remington core locked. Mm-hmm. And then later they made the pointed core locked. And then you had Federal. Mm-hmm. Pretty much three brands mm-hmm. of rifle ammo. I know you didn't deer hunt that much back then, right. but yeah. but three brands. Nowadays, it's a new hunter, I think, would be like totally, totally confused with all the options that these ammo manufacturers are coming up with. I'm going to read a real quick, quick list to you. Uh, Nosler Trophy Grade, Barnes, Vortex. Vortex, Hornady, Superformance, Winchester, Deer Season XP, Hornady, American Whitetail, Nosler, Ballistic Tip, Federal, Trophy Bonded Premium, Federal Fusion, Nosler Acubon, Federal Non-Typical, HSM, Trophy ga- Grade, Federal, Premium Edge, LTI. Do you get the drift? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. All the loads, and a lot of them, like the Winchester Deer Season XP, Hornady, American Whitetail, and Federal Fusion, are being specifically marketed for the deer hunter. And some of the... So here's the thing. You can go and get your Remington core locked for $18 a box yet, or mm-hmm. whatever, thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Or you can go buy one of these deluxe federal premium loads or whatever for for $40 or plus a box. And, I mean, how dead is dead when you're shooting a deer and, and does it really... 
I mean, if you're shooting the the one the bullet that costs two dollars a round versus the one that costs a buck a round or less, they'll all it, kill a deer. Yeah, it's you know. almost. I it's it's amazing in that th- there must be a market for it, Tom. I mean, this stuff must be selling. Yeah, there must be selling. Uh-huh. Now, for years, I used just your basic Remington. I you know I I'll, always in work. Worked fine. Now I've gone to the Hornady Superformance because mm-hmm. it's like 200 feet per second faster, mm-hmm. super accurate. So that's kind of what I've gone to. But um, I'm kind of curious if any of our listeners out there have a recommended load that they think that's worked great for them. And do they have any loads that they would not recommend? The only one they could give us a call, if so, 799 1250. The only um, ammo that I've used that I, I, I lost a deer on it could have been my fault i might have hit it too far back it, but then i went online and I, I i saw similar reports from other guys uh it's uh lever uh hornady i believe lever evolution ammo it's basically what it is tom it's ammo that has like a soft tip so it's pointed so it can be loaded in a tubular magazine like a, a Winchester Model 94. They also had the round nose bullets. Oh yeah, sure. because they didn't want being as you got as you put it into the, um, what I guess that's a tubular magazine or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. There, they don't want the bullets are butt to you know nut to butt, and uh, they can. They don't want them firing, firing off, right, off right. the bullet but in the front lever, of them. Right, yeah. the lever evolution stuff yeah. is soft, and yet you got better downrange performance because of the enhanced ballistics with the point pointed tip. But uh, I did with the 44 Magnum, I lost the deer, and I've lost very few over the years. And then I did shoot another one that I should thought should have dropped in its tracks, and I couldn't find any blood, and then later I did find it, but I was amazed that it didn't. So I quit using that. I mm-hmm. just uh, I kind of lost faith in that. But otherwise, I really can't say any other of all the different loads. Federal, when I've used them all, um, you hit the deer in the right spot. It's the load's going to do its you know it's do, do its, its job. job. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know uh, what uh, you you haven't deer hunted in a number of years. Oh, though. quite a few years. Last couple times I went deer hunting, I didn't have a license. I didn't have a gun. I sat in a tree. Couple- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.